Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is effective communication with a family lawyer. And this is based on an article on Family Law Headquarters dated May 24, 2015, titled How to Keep Communication with Your Attorney Effective. So as a follow-up to this episode, you can definitely go to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and read the article. So on to the topic, obviously, for folks going through a family law matter, such as a divorce or child custody or child support case, it's important to have good communication with your attorney. Obviously, good communication with an attorney uh, can lead to a better result. Um, It can also lead to a party uh, just feeling better about the whole process because they feel like their concerns are being heard. Uh, their concerns are being addressed, and that obviously is a vital thing when a party is going through a family law case, which can be a stressful experience. And so, you know, there's lots of different tips uh, that can be given to individuals who are hiring a family law attorney in terms of good communication. Um, there's different perspectives that might be out there. But today in this episode, we're going to talk about four tips that, from my experience, are generally helpful and can uh, lead to a client feeling much more satisfied about the level of communication um, that they're receiving, and they're much more satisfied in terms of the effectiveness of the communication uh, as a whole as well, which is obviously, again, a vital thing for a party going through divorce or family law matters. So let's jump on in, and let's go through uh, the tips that we have uh, in the episode today. The first one is it's important to be organized. So Organization is an important thing for a client going through a family law matter, and this can mean all kinds of different things. Um, For some folks, it might mean doing in-person meetings with the attorney. Uh, Some folks uh, communicate better face-to-face. They communicate better when they're looking their attorney in the eyes. Uh, Email communication, written communication, even phone communication can be tough for them. Uh, They just need to see somebody uh, face-to-face, uh, and that face-to-face communication for them um, is important. It helps them understand. It allows them to ask questions, and it just makes them feel much more at ease that they're able to sit down with their attorney. Now, obviously, family law attorneys are very busy, and, and a face-to-face meeting can be expensive for a client. So obviously, uh, in some instances, this is going to need to be um, you know, somewhat sparingly done. So it's hard to, you know, if you meet with your attorney too much, too frequently, I mean, the attorney might not even be available, and obviously it could be expensive, but it could mean, you know, having a monthly meeting with your attorney. It could mean uh, every couple weeks having a meeting with your attorney. It's going to vary for different folks. It's going to vary for different cases in terms of the frequency of a meeting, but in some instances, meetings can be a good thing. For other parties, um, it's important for them uh, to write their questions down in advance. So whether the meetings are in person, whether the meetings are by phone, uh, whether the communication is uh, written by email, uh, they just need to write their questions down in advance because oftentimes some parties feel like they've communicated with their attorney and then they forgot to ask something that was important. And then it might be tough uh, for them to get back in touch with their attorney um, or, you know, leads to an increase in the bill because they talked to their attorney once and they got to talk to their attorney again to ask a question that they forgot. So 
for some individuals, whether the meeting is in person, whether it's by phone, uh, write your questions down in advance. That way when you talk to your attorney, uh, you're sure that you were able to ask all the questions that you had out there. Um, some folks don't do uh, phone communication well. Uh, the face-to-face meetings are difficult for them. Uh, it's just hard to get to the attorney's office to do a face-to-face meeting, uh, especially folks at work that have kids, other things going on. It could be tough to do that in-person meeting. And so for them, email works better. Uh, email allows them to print the email, keep it. Um, they don't uh, uh, have to worry that they forgot what they were told because they've got it right there in writing. So some folks uh, do much better by email. Uh, the email communication for them is more effective. Uh, it ensures that they can go back and reference the email in terms of exactly what was said. And, and, and that email for them is just the way to go. Again, it's going to be different for different folks. Uh, different individuals going through family law matters might need their communication to be effective, but no matter what what communication method or means is utilized, I think one of the most important things parties going through a family law case can do is simply be organized. Being organized can save you a lot of money, can save you a lot of time, it can certainly put uh, a party at ease um, in their family law case. So be organized. Uh, the second tip uh, that we have is obviously individuals have to choose an attorney uh, to represent them in their family law matter. Uh, they work with, a, work with an attorney. They work with a paralegal. Obviously, it's important for there to be a comfort level there. Uh, it's important that uh, the communication between the attorney and the client um, uh, be in a way that's constructive for both parties uh, so obviously, different attorneys communicate differently, um, and, and that goes for the attorneys, it goes for the parties, but obviously, working with an attorney who communicates in a manner that works for you, that uh, speaks in a way that resonates with you as a party going through family law matter is an important tip. So that's the second tip that we have. The third tip is keeping emotions in check. Obviously, a divorce with family law matter can be uh, very stressful. It can be, uh, uh, for a lot of parties, you know, one of the most painful experiences that they've ever been through. And so the emotions can sometimes become overwhelming. Uh, the emotions can be difficult um, to really handle. And, and for lots of individuals, you know, what they do is they contact their attorney a lot. So they might call a lot. Um, they might email a lot. Uh, they might uh, have lots of in-person meetings that they want to have set. Uh, but obviously, in a lot of respects, um, you know, this can cause the bill to rise uh, high. It can also sometimes detract from the communication itself where the emotions um, can become paramount and the emotions can sometimes overtake um, uh, the communication. And so there are some instances where the emotions can be so high that it can be hard for the client to hear uh, what the attorney is actually saying. And then on the flip end, the opposite is also true. The client can be so emotional at times that it's hard for the attorney to hear what the client's actually saying. And so for parties going through divorce or family law matter, obviously it's easy for an attorney to say this because an attorney's not going through what you're going through. You know, their life isn't hanging in the balance. So again, it's easy for an attorney to say this, but to the extent a party can keep their emotions in check, this can definitely help with the communication in a case. And for some parties, that might mean working with a therapist, might be working with a counselor um, to deal with the emotional aspects of the divorce. Uh, and the collaborative process is what's called a divorce coach. 
So for co- collaborative divorce and family law, there's a divorce coach who can help parties uh, with the emotional aspect of the divorce, help keep emotions in check that way. The words that are ultimately used uh, are helpful, and the words that are used are easily interpreted by uh, the attorney. So keeping the emotions in check is a third tip that we have. And then the fourth tip that we have is patience with the process. So it's important for a party going through divorce or family law matter to be patient uh, with the process. Um, you know, lots of parties will often call their attorney continually. Uh, they'll be asking lots of different questions. Uh, they want to know whether they're going to get X, Y, or Z result. Uh, an analogy we use in the article is this, which is, you know, oftentimes parents you know, you're driving somewhere, the kids are in the back seat, and the kids say to the parents, you know, how much longer till we get there? You know, how much longer? How much longer is it going to take? You know, how far away are we? Obviously, parties going through divorce or family law matter oftentimes want this process to end, but the same analogy can come into play. So the client calls the attorney and says, how much longer is this going to take? You know, how much longer uh, till we can reach a settlement? How much longer you know, until a trial date in this case. Uh, they just want to know when this is going to end. Um, obviously, in, in some instances, this can be a warranted question, especially if the wait has been unusual, um, if there hasn't been good communication between the attorney and the client in terms of what's going on. Some of these questions certainly, certainly warranted. Um, but in lots of instances, uh, the reality of the situation is the attorney is communicating, you know, the attorney is doing everything in their power possible to try to bring a conclusion to the case. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the parties just aren't able to settle. They're not able to reach an agreement on all the important terms that might exist in the case. And with backed up dockets, um, it can be hard to get a trial date. You know, it can be hard to get court dates to move that case toward a resolution. So in a lot of instances, it is just so important for parties to be patient through the process, know that uh, the reality of the situation is that, you know, there's high divorce rates in the country, there's high out-of-wedlock birth rates in the country, and then if you look at, you know, most counties or jurisdictions, um, you know, there's a limited number of judges handling these cases, and so the dockets get to be enormously backed up. And then that backup can cause uh, cases not to move at the speed that the client always wants it to move at. So being patient is an important thing. Lots of folks uh, are, are good at being patient. Um, they get that the case is going to take some time, but to some folks, um, it can just be overwhelming, and uh, and it can cause some parties to do things, uh, say things, maybe engage in some behavior that ultimately isn't helpful uh, to the case. And at times, it can detract from effective communication with the attorney. Um, because a lot of the questions, again, it's like the child asking the parent how much longer, how much longer, how much longer is it going to take. At the end of the day, in many of these instances, there's not a whole lot the attorney can do if the parties aren't able to reach a, a settlement that they both agree upon. And so the clients in these situations oftentimes you know, are increasing their bill, and, and that at the end of the day isn't helpful uh, in a lot of instances for them to do that especially when maybe there's not a whole lot out there that can be done uh, except, you know, wait for the next court date, wait for the next trial date, and see if a resolution can be reached at that time, or maybe the case just simply has to be tried. So, again, lots of tips out there in terms of effective communication, 
Um, but those are the four tips we have in this episode here today for you. So, again, as a follow-up to the episode, go to familylawheadquarters.com, check out the article uh, dated May 24, 2015, titled How to Keep Commun- Communication with Your Attorney Effective. So that concludes the episode today. Stay tuned to our next exciting episode coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. With Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stingy is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 1750 South Brentwood Boulevard, Suite 401, St. Louis, Missouri, 63144.